This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with fellow nerds John Beeler and AJ Vickery. Thanks for coming on in, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Don't forget, we're also video podcasting this show on a regular basis. Well, all the time, I guess. That would be regular. Uh, you can check us out via video at getconnectedmedia.com. You know, I only watch the show now on video. Oh, you don't listen to it anymore? I mean, I mean, I listen while I watch. Okay, you need to do both. <laughs> you need to do both. I need all the ratings I can get here. Okay, so what are we talking about on today's program, being the uh, the cool tech show that we are? We will be talking about Google Homes and Alexa devices. Why? Well, apparently some uh, industrious hackers have shown a way to use laser pointers to actually activate them to unlock smart locks and open your garage door. Not your voice, a laser. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. (laughs) Not that kind of laser. (laughs) We will be talking about how that's done and should you be freaked out, stay tuned. Uh, We'll also be talking about cryptocurrency. Another exchange has uh, gone silent here in British Columbia. I I know a lot of people that do have things like Bitcoin and uh, they're freaking out as well. Like, where do you change the money where do you store it and uh you know we've seen a few of these exchanges get hacked gone silent one here in bc as well the the owner died and died with his password and all the money so we'll be talking about that and what you can do to protect yourself and uh, apple released a whole bunch of new privacy announcements i know privacy doesn't sound that exciting but if you look in the news every single day there's some issue with a tech company with a data breach giving out all of our private information whether that's our credit card numbers our birth dates our social security numbers it's out there well apple is trying to eradicate that and we'll uh, explain how that is all working uh, let's talk about some of the tech news now uh, this was interesting guys airbnb has promised to verify all seven million listings after a vice report exposes a number of scams so airbnb i use it all the time mm. when i'm traveling because as do i yeah because yeah. it's cheaper and much more variety but there's apparently a lot of scams going on yeah so one of the scams is that you will book a nice place the photos look great the price is right the location all that sounds good except for when you get there magically it's not available and there's a problem and the and the host tries to get you into another property instead that's not quite up to the same level of spec or worth, something you would never have agreed to in the first place. But you're there. Right. You can do something. And you're like, your kids need to go to bed and yeah. like, what are you going to do? So this bait and switch sort of scam is sort of one of the big problems. And I've had a few friends actually got scammed this way when they were traveling. You know, and you're in a different country or a different state or city, what do you have to do? Well, one of the things that Airbnb is going to do is they're actually going to set up a number where anybody, whether you're a neighbor at one of those party houses, which mm. is another one of the problems that they have where mm. mm-hmm. a host gets hosed because their house gets destroyed because someone has a party and then they just disappear. There's going to have a 1-800 number where 24-7, anyone, not even Airbnb customers, can call and make complaints or try to get some resolution from a human being. So i got to ask, so I've stayed in a number of Airbnbs, and you know the accuracy, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, the photos are always better online than what it looks like when you get there. But I can't help but think, if I got bait and switched a house uh, or an apartment, I would contact Airbnb right away and say, hey, I want my money back. Well, but the problem is there is no person you can just call. 
right? Oh, mm-hmm. so it's so, difficult to complain. Right. And so you're dealing with the app and you're going back and forth with method messaging. And, you know, again, what if it's like a long weekend or something like that where it may be harder to get somebody? So they promise to re-verify and also make uh, a real human available at all times to help address this stuff. You know, I have an interesting story just connecting to that uh, good friend of mine that I play hockey with, Todd Skeen, had... Um, had uh, been one day opened up his uh, curtains and he's got a young child at home and across the place on the one of the balconies there's this like scantily clad kind of party going on well the verge did a story on this and 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 sort of like published it and he sent some of the photos that he took with his phone and you know once they raised some publicity over it the next day the listing was off the airbnb so it was like a bunch of half naked people partying yeah. at this place and he wasn't invited. <laughs> well, he was just worried about like what was happening in the public view. Yeah. And, and his kids, you know, these young children that, that he's raising that are, you know, got plain view into it. So was it an Airbnb? It was an Airbnb. I'm, I'm not getting invited to these parties. We keep booking the wrong Airbnbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, a conversation, AJ, you and I had uh, recently. There's so many different uh, tech items out there and they're all kind of following into what I call ecosystems. An ecosystem would be like, for example, uh, if you're an Android user and you're kind of in the Google universe, or if you're an iPhone user, you're in the Apple iOS universe. Well, when it comes to things like home automation, that kind of stuff is happening uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you bought a little while ago, a bunch of uh, smart light switches. Yeah, and this is something I think we're gonna see in the news probably all week because um, I bought these switches. They uh, They were called Insignia. Which is Best Buy's house brand. Which is Best Buy's house brand. It's a, the, the app is called Insignia Connect. And they have a lot of different things. They have a smart freezer. Uh, they have... Um, what, do you, sw- what do you have a smart freezer for? <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> it's cold. It's really cold in there. <laughs> That's a really good question. I didn't buy that one. But they got light switches that you mount inside your white panel. So, you know, electric electrician came over, you know, put in the light switches, all that kind of stuff. They've got the plugs that, you know, go on the outside of your plugs so that you can control things and all that sort of stuff. So the other day, um, like it was like November 1st and all my switches that were in the Signia one stopped working. So I didn't have... What? Yeah, it stopped working. Like everything stopped working. My my kitchen lights didn't work. My bedroom lights didn't work. None of that stuff was going. So I'm like, what the heck? So I go into the app, right? And as soon as I launch the app, it says important notice on November 6, 2019, this app and the Insignia products that use it will no longer be available. <laughs> Lots of warning there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, they, the must have, they must have refreshed the server or something because all my products got knocked out. So, uh, and then it says, if you have an Insignia Connect product, you might be eligible for a Best Buy gift card. Oh, so, come on. Yeah. So come then, on. Yeah. So then they basically list this website that you go to. And if you have all the serial numbers for those items. Um, oh, so did you keep all the boxes? No, of course not. No. So you know where else you can find the serial number on yeah. it? smart light switches yeah. on the back of them yeah <laughs> which you've got installed into your wall exactly so i don't want to electrocute a, myself trying to get the so you're going to uninstall a light switch to get yeah. the serial number yeah thankfully uh, graham who uh, is in our office had a key and id is like hey go into your app and see because you can still log into the app so go into the app and see if you could find the those devices and pull up the info information on them and i could actually pull those serial numbers so i managed to um get all the products uh put all the serial numbers in submit it through this process and i got this friendly email back that said in 14 days, we will let you know. <laughs> oh, come on. Whether, whether or not you qualify for a $5 for, gift card. Yeah. You're going to get, can I tell you, you're going to get like a $10 gift card. Yeah. I mean, like, 
How much did you spend on those? Well, if you think about those light switches, are usually about twenty bucks a light switch. Yeah. And the plugs, you know what I mean. Oh, they have various prices, okay, so yeah. it's not. It's not. But it's the hassle, right? Like, how much was the electrician I hired to come in and put them all in? Yeah, because you know? you're not doing it. Because like yeah. you and I would electrocute well, ourselves. It's not exactly I'll do recommended it for that a lot less <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a green for, carpet <laughs> for, for, the, for the gift card. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, just a really interesting experience because, to your point, Mike, it brings this up. Like, well, what happens? When you buy these smart technologies, and the companies that are um, that are behind them actually cease to cease to exist anymore, and they are um, the services does run on a, a cloud based software program. Well, it's not like Best Buy is a small company going out no, of business no, either, right? No. Like, yeah, they're just dropping that product line. But I, you know, I th- they're trying to differentiate themselves from Insignia Connect right. and Best Buy. Yeah, or <laughs> distance yeah. themselves from yeah. from that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what I tell people now. If you're looking to these smart products, mm-hmm. you got to go with. I, I think you have to go with the name, like an yeah. Amazon or a Google or an Apple, <clears throat> or you might get screwed in a few years if that company just can't make it anymore. It's yeah, a, I'm, it, I'm interested to see um, because I was able to go in and. This is actually kind of interesting too because I if I reset um, I unplugged one thing from the wall and plugged it back in and it actually reset it so so because it's not November six yet so I was like why is this not working so I so the problem is is how do you reset a light switch I had to go to my breaker box yeah. reset the breaker box and actually like do that so I've got it all back up and working through Google Home now I get to see what happens on November sixth which is like <laughs> you can't tomorrow your, you or can't whatever turn your yeah. lights on yeah. and off yeah oh my god yeah. But I mean, there's so many products. Like I have a few cheap Chinese um, switches that I can use with an app. Luckily, they're just kind of plug-in ones. Yeah. And so I can unplug them easily. But I just, I wonder like the K-Smart app, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like next year, is that still going to be working? Yeah. Yeah. The, the reliance that we have on these cloud platforms and backend services to do something that up until now, it's literally just a light switch. Yeah. Right. Like, um, yeah, I, I got it. I got one of these devices into tryout, and it was awesome because I love taking photos of the family. It's, it was called a bevy, and it's basically like this little hard drive, but with a whole photo cloud interface, so that when you walk into your home, it automatically uh, wirelessly gets all your photos, and then you've got this thing attached to your TV. You can share all the photos with everyone. You can see it on your big screen, mm. and then honestly. It hadn't even been out for like a year, and this, honestly, one day they just said, "We just we ran out of money, hmm. and uh, we're shutting the whole thing down." Yeah. And so the com- thing completely was useless. It would right. not work at all because it was like a cloud service. You remember Boxy? Boxy, I yeah. loved Boxy. That was a smart TV box. Yeah, it was like so good, right? Yeah. And then they basically discontinued that one as well. Samsung bought them. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, you can actually hack them to still work. Yeah, and they actually kept, even though they killed it, yeah. they kept the website going. Uh, so that you could still log into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so but again... That, that was something that Graham actually suggested. Like, why doesn't Best Buy or Insignia Connect open source it or you know give people the keys to the kingdom to hack them, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling you the guys at Best Buy are, <laughs> hey, let's spend another $100,000 to open source this. They're like, no, no. Let's nope. just give them some $5 gift cards. Yeah, <laughs> for, for anyone that'll find the serial number. like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have a lot more to talk about on today's show. Another BC cryptocurrency exchange has gone the way of the dodo. People are out millions of dollars. What can you do to protect yourself? Also, we'll be talking about lasers that can hack your Alexa or Google Home device. I know, everything can hack these things now. Uh, and coming up next, we're going to talk Apple privacy. 
Did you know that apps are continually tracking your location, sometimes even if you don't give them permission? Well, we're going to tell you how you can stop that. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike, John, and Graham. Mike, John, and AJ. Yes. I look like Graham. Do you? No. Well, no. he's a lot thinner and different <laughs> color hair. And... You're just huskier. <laughs> You're huskier. Uh, we have so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking cryptocurrency. Another exchange here in BC has gone silent. People are up millions of dollars. We'll talk about some of the things you can do to protect yourself if you do want to get into things like Bitcoin and not lose it all. <laughs> we will uh, also be talking about lasers. Did you know that someone has figured out how to use a laser to hack your Google Home or Alexa device? Mm. So they can basically shine in a, a laser pointer and get you. Scary. Open up your garage door <laughs> with a laser. And play with your cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk quickly privacy. Apple this week announced a number of new updates and upgrades to their privacy technologies when it comes to their devices. You can uh, check that out on their website uh, at apple.ca. So the big one for me here is just the whole location tracking. We carry these smartphones with us all the time. They got built-in GPS and they've gotten a lot better. Even with Android, you have to give permission mm -hmm. to allow an app to use location tracking. So that works if you're using Apple Maps or Waze, but a lot of these maps are, or apps are sneaky. If you don't give them uh, permission, a lot of these app developers have figured out how to get that without using the GPS, using Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And so this week, Apple has shut that down. So if you upgraded to the latest iOS 13, that's an important uh, thing. Uh, the big thing for me, though, is that they also are being more transparent about apps that are using your background location, and they're giving you notifications all the time saying, this is happening, and allowing you to shut it on or off. Well, what I've noticed is that I've been quite surprised to see what apps actually use your location, like that you wouldn't necessarily know about. Or think, why do you need my location? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like remember the flashlight apps that came yeah, out? Yeah. They were using your location. What does a flashlight need to know where you yeah. are? Maybe it needs to be tracking dark. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think this is a big business opportunity for Apple because I think we're all so frustrated with how a lot of these tech companies like the Googles and Facebooks have really played fast and loose with our private information mm -hmm. and use it to shove more and more ads down our throats. So I think, you know, Apple trying to lock this down makes it a little more appealing, I think, for some folks out there. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, really do have concerns over the security and the information. And that trade-off for customized ads isn't really the trade-off they're looking for. Definitely not. Okay, another really cool feature. Remember when I lost my uh, my MacBook in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it took two years. Yeah. I got it back, which was amazing. But you're using it right now. I am using it right now. Look at it. It's beautiful. But so the problem is for that whole uh, feature, and it's called Find My. It used to be like Find My iPhone. Now it's just Find My. Um, it works with like MacBooks, iPads, iPhones, the watch as well. The problem is that you had to be connected to the internet for it to be able to find it. So either through cellular or Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. which was a problem, I guess, in Africa. So they've come out with new technology now uh, and crowdsourcing. So as an Apple user, you can opt into this program that even if your device doesn't have Wi-Fi access or cellular, and even on a MacBook, if the lid is closed, it uses Bluetooth. And if another Apple user kind of comes in the proximity of it and they're you know, opted into this program, you will get an alert. Whoa. That is amazing. It's kind of like tile. Tile, yeah. I was yeah. going to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. 
I think this is fantastic. But the important thing here is that all that information, location information is encrypted. So if you are one of these Apple users that have opted in this program to be helpful, you you will never know that location of that lost device. That's right. And also Apple will never know. The only person that will know is you, mm. thankfully. Yeah. We should point out though that, because people always comment about this when we talk about this kind of technology, if the device has a dead battery, this is not going to help you. No, there's going to be some some power. <laughs> some yeah, power it, it needs there. to have enough juice to talk to something else. Another thing that I didn't realize, uh, you know how a lot of things ask for your contact mm-hmm. list? Yeah. Uh, like my Tesla, yeah. <laughs> for example. Well, a lot of people actually store really private information in the notes ah. section of contacts. Mm. Like if I've just talked to John... And I've got his contact open. I'll like, hey, John, he's he's cute, and here's his uh, here's his bank card number. <laughs> well, that's probably not what I'm writing, but uh, now that information, once you update to iOS 13, doesn't get sent out to third-party applications anymore. Good. Yeah, Good. no kidding. Okay, we're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, Graham coming in to talk about cryptocurrency another exchange here in bc here in canada has gone silent people are out millions of dollars what can you do to protect yourself back after this you are back with get connected mike agarbo here in studio we've got uh, john beeler here with me and uh, graham williams is joining us uh, as well still lots to talk about on today's program we'll have our uh, alexa skill of the week at the end of the program and uh, on the next segment, we'll be talking about your Google Home and Alexa and how lasers could potentially hack them and unlock your garage door. Pew, 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 pew. Let's talk cryptocurrency now. I brought Graham Williams in because he knows a lot about cryptocurrency. He owns Bitcoin, among uh, others. A BC cryptocurrency exchange recently, well, this week, shut its doors, owing more than $16 million to customers. Uh, the BC Securities Commission is investigating. People are out truckloads of money. I think it was called the Einstein Exchange. And there was another one as well that there were some issues with. This seems to keep happening again and again. And Graham, we've talked about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. I know people are still kind of confused about them. But then there's these exchanges. Can you explain in layman's terms what these exchanges do? For sure. So when we talk about cryptocurrency, the core of most cryptocurrency technologies is blockchain. Right? And blockchain really, really simply explained is like you've got a ledger book, right? When people used to keep books for their business, it used to be done on paper. That was your ledger book. Well, blockchain is a distributed ledger. So basically, a copy of the ledger is passed on to a bunch of different people, everybody in the chain. And as soon as you want to make so, a change... So everyone? Yeah. Okay. As soon as you want to make a change, um, it has to be verified throughout the chain. It's what we call a distributed ledger. and basically makes these things very secure for processing transactions. Because everyone's got a copy. Because everyone's got one, right? So as a cryptocurrency holder, you typically want to keep your own cryptocurrency in a wallet that you control. These wallets are software. You can have them on your phone. You can have them on your computer. Um, you can basically... They, they live on the blockchain, but you have access to them through your private keys. It's kind of like having a safe deposit box that you can access from anywhere. So software? Yeah. So that can be on your PC, your laptop, or your smartphone. For accessing this, the actual wallet lives inside the blockchain, right? It's part of this distributed ledger, but you've got a way to access this that's secure just to you. Now, exchanges, basically, they kind of act like a go-between between you and your cryptocurrencies. And the real world. Yeah. And yeah. so they're a great way for you to be able to exchange your cryptocurrency for 
regular currency, for, for fiat, right? The Canadian dollar, the US dollar, that kind of thing. Uh, people do also use them for you know, uh, transmitting cryptocurrencies back and forth to each other. And unfortunately, some people use them for storing their cryptocurrency, storing their Bitcoin, storing their Ethereum, that kind of thing. So are they a wallet? They're kind of like somebody, you, kind of like handing your wallet to someone and saying, hold on to this for me. But why would you do that and not just have it on your own? Is because it- you're not educated. Okay. Right. So, so what, is, what's the value proposition for these exchanges then? Hey, leave your wallets with us. Well, the value proposition typically is you give us your Bitcoin. We will give you Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars in return. Yes. And for that process, we will extract a small fee. Yes. Sounds kind of like a bank, right? Yeah. So I get that part. Or a currency but, exchange. Or a currency exchange. I get that part, but they can also store your wallet as well. They can. And I mean, the number one rule of cryptocurrency out there is don't store your cryptocurrency on an exchange because we keep seeing this stuff happening, right? Whereas with Canadian financial institutions, you've got uh, legislation, regulations in place to govern them. Insurance, even. With insurance, uh, deposit insurance, with cryptocurrency, you don't have that. This is a bit of the Wild West. And so when you do have people who are storing their stuff in these exchanges, you are taking a risk. And we have seen a number of exit scams that have happened. Not saying that this one is. I, I haven't looked deeply into this story, but typically in an exit scam, it's exactly how it sounds. Suddenly, this exchange that's full of cryptocurrency, all of that cryptocurrency goes out into ether. But right? if it's your wallet that's there, don't you are you aren't you the only one that has access to it, like with a password? With your cryptocurrency and with your wallet, you do. But your private keys are yours. The moment that you are sharing things with an exchange and storing it on an exchange wallet, they have access to those keys, and so they can do what they want with that cryptocurrency. And you can't get into that exchange remotely if they're not there anymore. This sounds like a really bad idea, right? So people, why people keep doing it? Well, because it's easy, right? Because cryptocurrency is not the easiest thing to understand. No. And so they kind of step in and, you know, the the value prop here is, well, we can make it easy for you. You can store it in our, you know, distributed wallet and we'll take that challenging part out for you. When really, I would say the vast majority of people, if they spent a day, a couple of days, figuring out and understanding this technology... Or finding someone that knows cryptocurrency. You must have a friend somewhere. Precisely. Yeah. Um, then, some some weird guy. Then, then you're in control of your own destiny. I, I, I am Name that Graham. weird guy for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, no, if, you're pa- if your friend is pasty white, lives in his mom's basement, he probably knows a lot about cryptocurrency. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. Depending on when he got into cryptocurrency, he may have paid for his mom's basement. So That's true. He owns a pro- house. Yeah. Pro- pro- props to you there. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, And that's the thing. Like, my... My cryptocurrencies, I store on a ledger wallet, which is a hardware piece, but I also have the paper backups to that wallet. So if that hardware piece ever gets stolen. What, what do you mean paper backup? Uh, so paper backup, basically there are keys and they're, they're, you know, in my case, 24 words that give me access to my wallet from anywhere in the world. So if that ledger piece, that hardware piece goes missing, um, I can basically retrieve my Bitcoin uh, into another wallet transfer them out and then that hardware piece is useless so you're talking when you're talking about a piece of paper you've actually got a piece of paper with all the words written down i do indeed so a couple of those words are stormy and star trek (laughs) the listeners can try to decipher the rest and the nice thing is i mean with these complex passwords uh your wallet is very secure right i mean just like anything else you know there these things uh, can be hacked. It's really hard to hack into blockchain stuff because the computations are so challenging. The easiest way to hack something like this is to threaten someone with a wrench. So, 
okay, but so you've got a hardware wallet, so like essentially like a, a drive. Yep. Uh, and then you've got a piece of paper with all the words on it. Is that essentially not like just putting money in under your mattress? Um, I would say no, right? My, my house can be broken into. Now, if you were to find uh, where I keep that piece of paper stored, uh, you would be one step closer to trying to recover my Bitcoin. Um, the challenge is you need to know which order those words are in. I've obfuscated that a little bit. Uh, this is stored in a locked and secured location. Might actually be a bank. Shock, they actually do have uses. So there are a lot of things here that are in play. The big one here, though, the one thing to remember, if you're keeping your cryptocurrency on an exchange, you're doing it wrong. Keep it on your own in your own software wallet or a hardware wallet. Exactly. That's the takeaway. When we come back from the break, lasers. Pew, pew. They can hack your Amazon Alexa or Google Home. We'll tell you how. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with uh, AJ Vickery and John Beeler. Let's talk lasers. Pew, 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 <laughs> pew. Love the sound effects. Pretty good, eh? Uh, a lot of us have Google Homes now mm-hmm. or Amazon Alexa devices. Everyone's concerned about these things, listening in on us and being hacked. Well, some uh, folks at the University of Michigan have uh, figured out that lasers, like, for example, laser pointers pointed at the microphones of like an Amazon Alexa device or a Google Home can actually give it commands. Crazy. The light can talk to speakers. Yeah, it's the frequency when it hits the microphone uh, condenser mm-hmm. that it tricks it into thinking it's actually audio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting though. The, I, I mean, let's be honest. This has a pretty low risk, I think. <laughs> Because yes, you need direct a, line of sight. You can't just take a cat toy laser pointer and point it at someone's Google and, and hack. I'm totally going to try that tonight, but yeah. Go for it. No, yeah. no, no, because you actually have to program the commands it, into it's the like, laser beam. It's like Morse code, yeah. right? <laughs> but it also, the interesting thing is, uh, this is easily fixed in software by Google or Amazon because right now, at least as described in the research paper, it's only triggering one of the microphones. And these devices all typically have five or more, something Amazon uh, Echo Dots have as many as nine uh, near-field microphones. They can detect that only one of those microphones is being triggered and they can shut it all down. Because normally, if you're talking in a room, it would trigger all the microphones. Yes. Right? So this is interesting. Uh, They used a 60-milliwatt laser to speak using that in uh, air quotes, commands to 16 different smart speakers, smartphones, and other voice-activated devices. And they found that uh, pretty well all the smart speakers registered the commands from as much as 164 feet away, many times through windows as well. Mm. So I can go by your front yard and shine my light in the window. Unlock door. Yeah. So that's important because home automation now, we have these Alexa devices and Google Home devices uh, program to you know turn on lights to open our garage doors mm-hmm. or even unlock our smart locks as well. Like I have an August lock. Yeah. However, uh, you know not to scare people, a lot of these locks you have to give a pin number as well. Yes. So it's not like it's going to be easy for them just to Morse code their way <laughs> with a laser well, pointer. They would also have to know what your open or unlock command is too. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. everyone says you know unlock door. Remind me to change mine. <laughs> <laughs> But it's kind of freaky, right? Well, it, the potential is there. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting, though, that they were able to do it with smartphones as well. 
but so say you leave your phone unlocked with the Alexa app mm-hmm. going or, you know, Siri connected to HomeKit, that kind of thing. Who knows uh, what they can do? But it's one of those things that that perpetrator would have to be in, you know, the very near space of your smart device or your smart speaker. And of course, you would never see that laser pointing through your window, right? Well, if I saw a red laser coming through my window, I wouldn't think it's someone trying to hack my Alexa. It's some guy with a gun out the window. <laughs> the SWAT team has finally found me. Yeah. I feel like James Bond movies are going to change forever now. The next one, you know. Oh, yeah. You just know James Bond is going to use a laser pointer to, to access yeah. the smart door, door lock to get into someone's house. Exactly. I love that. It, it kind of reminds me of a story back, uh, I think it was like 2001-ish, 2002. Uh, this was when... Uh, uh, there still were the personal digital assistants, you know, like the Palm Pilot. Well, Sony came out with one called the the Clie. Oh yes, yep. do you remember that? Yes, it was so cool, and I'll tell you why. Because it had a a little camera built into it. You'd never seen little tiny cameras built into these little portable devices before. Were the pictures great? No, they were awful. But a big feature too was that it had an IR transmitter. Yes, on it, and that was fantastic in bars because yes. you could have this little app. And I remember going to these sports bars and, you know, having a pint with buddies and then changing the TVs awesome. like from, from sports yeah. to like the Young and Restless yeah. or the, the Home and, and Garden <laughs> Channel. So you're at the bar during the day. <laughs> young and Restless. Yeah, I had some time on my hands. I want to catch up on his soaps. Oh, my God. But it, it, it drove the bartenders insane because they, they, they couldn't tell that I'm sitting on my little personal assistant, digital assistant, like mm. my little Sony Palm Pilot thing, yeah, yeah. changing the channels. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was endless fun. But it just shows you how technology uh, can be used for nefarious, <laughs> nefarious purposes. But uh, so to your point, John, should people be concerned? I don't think so. Uh, and I mean, this was really a proof of concept. Yes. And it's not like I said, you can just use this with any laser pointer or anything like that. It does need to have the ability to do it in a certain way, a certain frequency, that type of thing. And you're not walking around with a 60 watt laser, you know, to play with your cat. That's a pretty big machine. Yeah. And very specific. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But the fact that it's there might open up some other Pandora's boxes of other people trying maybe the cat pointer. Well, and I mean, I think this is what it comes down to is we're at a time now where technology uh, is once again, really kind of changing in our household, yeah. you know, like all these smart devices, like, I mean, you know, everything from toothbrushes. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but everything is getting smart. And so with that smartness, what, how does that change in terms of privacy? Well, you know, someone's already got it on Amazon, a little uh, smart speaker laser shield. Yeah. Yeah, is the irony that you can buy it on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, fascinating stuff, and, and don't forget this, the same technology or hack can be used on like iPhones and Android phones as well. Yes, but again, I mean, you'd really have to have that specific laser, and you'd have to n- know how to input audio commands into a beam of laser light. There's and probably an app for that. There's probably an app for that. Okay, we're gonna have to take a break. And speaking of Alexa. When we come back, we'll uh, get our Amazon Alexa skill of the week from John. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Uh, Mike here with John and AJ. We've got some time left to talk about Alexa skills. And this week, John, uh, you've got a pretty simple one, but handy. Yes. And you don't need a laser pointer for it either. No. Good. (laughs) So uh, sometimes you need to make decisions 
and you can't. You can't decide. You don't have a quarter with you. You don't have an eight ball? An eight ball. Hmm. Magic eight Magic ball. Eight Magic eight ball. Ma- okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I don't mean the... <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, AJ's into a different scene than I was expecting. But uh, So basically, w- this skill uh, called heads or tails, as you might guess, gives you the ability to flip a coin yeah. or have Alexa flip a coin and give you an answer, heads or tails. That's awesome. It's so simple, but it actually... Uh, makes a lot of sense. So the skill is called heads or tails and you activate it by saying, Alexa, ask heads or tail to flip a coin and then she'll tell you whether you got heads or tails. That's very cool. Speaking of uh, Amazon, uh, tried out that new Amazon, is it Fire TV Cube? Yes. Uh, It looks like a Borg ship from Star Trek, like it's a square. Yeah. It looks like a, almost like an old boxy, but yeah. Yeah, just cool. like a regular box. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I thought, well, what's this thing do different than like a Roku stick or like a Fire TV stick? Well, it can actually control your whole home theater. It comes with an IR blaster receiver as well. Oh, right So on. if you've got a, like a cable TV box, yeah. uh, you can have that hooked up to this and your sound bar and your TV, and you can control a lot of it through your voice. So you could actually tell Alexa to turn your TV on. Uh, I want to watch uh, you know, a certain show on Netflix as well. Well, I think that's the key point though, is that it integrates with your existing uh, infrastructure. So your cable box, you actually get your live TV feeds and you control it all through the one interface so yeah one interface for your tv and it's also a pretty powerful device as far as the streaming and stuff like that goes you're not having any buffering issues and any of that kind of stuff it is a bit of a premium box but it's not uh i think it's a fantastic way of consuming that type of content and especially with all these streaming services now available on all platforms Mm -hmm. you can really go all in on one and have access to everything still yeah, so this one uh, is also good for 4K TVs mm-hmm. with uh, HDR as well. So you're going to get the full resolution. But I like the one interface thing because, yeah. you know, for a lot of people, when you have all these different things hooked up to your cable box, uh, you know, these different streaming devices, it gets really confusing it to does. switch all the input sources. Like yeah. I think of my parents yeah. and God help them. Like well, You have a coffee table full of remotes. Yeah. Well, and even if you go with a smart room, like the Harmony, which I think is great, it's still using the remote to switch all those things. Yeah. And it doesn't like sometimes it gets out of sync and yeah. like it's 90 percent, right yeah, it's 90 percent, and that's not good enough for me for that kind of stuff because well, that 10 percent parents have it like, oh yeah yeah god help you you're on the phone with them yeah your it press off press <laughs> off and inevitably it doesn't work your yeah uh your phone support so you have to go yes and actually mess around with a stupid remote control okay that's all the time we have left don't forget to tune into the app show every sunday here on global news radio ckw 980 we've got a fantastic show tomorrow we're going to be talking uh, with the folks over at plex uh, a great app to control all of your content from home videos to videos uh from tv shows and movies mm-hmm. uh music all the lyrics so you can sing along mm-hmm. and automatic photo downloading from your devices when you walk in your house whoa Whoa, <laughs> it's like spooky magic. Don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got uh, all of our videos up there, including the video podcast of this program. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.